Monogamish contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show. Hi, Ishes. How's Welcome it going? Back. I know. I'm Justina. And I'm Kenji. And, and we're, we're Monogamish. monogamish. <laughs> Today we have a special guest with us. We've okay. actually met him before during our first season mm-hmm. and then ran into him a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so they're back this this week and they're it's Michael and Bev. Thank you guys for joining us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having us. us. <laughs> Absolutely. So we always have you guys start with kind of a, uh, from the beginning. So are, let us know if you're married, how long, and then what your sexual preferences are in terms of bi, straight, and open marriage or things like that. Right. You want me to go first? Sure. I have been in the lifestyle almost 23 years now. Oh, wow. And um, and even though that was a long time ago, that was a long journey to get there, um, which we can talk about. We haven't had a wedding, so I don't know if we're like, it d- kind of depends on whether or not we call ourselves married or not. Depends on the audience. Right, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> insurance. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me the answer. Yeah. But it sounds Actually, like we, we are we are sort of in some ways law. we're yeah. common law, but I didn't even know that till two years after it happened. So yeah. I set <laughs> it up without him knowing. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to scare him off or anything. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, um, I would say, as far as sexuality goes, I'm mostly attracted to women. It's like. My sexuality is the way I would describe it as multisexual. So what I mean by that is that all of the sexual fantasies and desires I've had since puberty have been involving more than one other person at a oh. time. Oh, okay. So, so it's like very much by its very nature, not monogamous. Okay, uh, got uh, it. So it's like absolutely the core of my sexuality involves more than one other person. Oh, wow. Okay, multisexual. I like yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> it was the best word I could come up with. Okay. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and Bev? Yeah. So um, for me, I consider myself more um, kink-oriented. Okay. Um, submissive, definitely. Um, and also multisexual. My preference is definitely one male, two female kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, you didn't actually answer. How long have you been together? Since 2012, so that's nine years. But nine. we knew each other in the early 80s. Yeah, we met, we met in our early 20s. Very oh, wow. early 20s, yeah. And then rekindled later. Yeah, she found me on Facebook. Yeah. Oh. oh, I love that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, had, I was living in San Diego. I had been there almost 10 years. And I had already decided to move back. And like a month before I moved back, she reached out to me, and we connected and had coffee right after I moved here. And oh, that's oh, awesome. Haven't been it. apart yeah, well, I one j- day we since. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So yeah. so it, did you date when you first met? And then no, he was dating my roommate and best friend in our, in our 20s. So actually, oh, she okay. brought him home one night and opened the door and introduced me, and I'm like, <gasps> I just had this moment of like, <gasps> like just some recognition of him. And but he was with my mm-hmm. best friend. Yeah. Are you still friends with her? Well, she, we're connected. We're not. Right. We're not like we were w- in our twenties for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, because right. she moved away, and we we took our lives very different ways. She went very right wing, born again Christian, and oh, I went wow. very much a different way. <laughs> not that. <laughs> not that. I went spiritual, <laughs> non religious. Right. That's okay. how I would describe yeah. it. Yeah, and she's actually my son's mother. So. Oh, wow. Oh, so you ended up having a child with her. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is crazy. And then you reconnected uh, on Facebook of all 25 years later or something Yeah, and crazy. we had energy between us back From then. the second one. In fact, it kind of back in that world, it kind of caused a little issue. Oh, we had such no Because everybody way. could sense our connection. Yeah. yeah. But it allowed us to become really good friends. Right. Uh, during that time frame. Uh-huh. And then... Um, yeah, and then we just went separate ways, and then... And so he said, y- you tracked him down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't meaning anything about yeah, it. Right. I was yeah. just, I was actually looking for her on Facebook, got to her profile, and then saw him connected to her, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what Michael's up to. And so I pinged him and just said, hey. And at the time, I was married, and um, just kind of discovering my own sexuality around my kink orientation okay and that didn't really work in that marriage so i ended up 
needing to leave that because I decided that being true to myself was more important than Mm -hmm. not being able to be my true self and live in a marriage that didn't support that. Right. So, yeah. So when you guys met then, you kind of were already open to this idea because at this point, well, yeah, I've been very much in the lifestyle. Um, I um, had been for a long time. I help run parties in San Diego. I've been doing that for years. So how'd you find it? Sometime in my 30s, I had always had a feeling that like the way we get taught to have intimacy and the w- like the rules around it didn't make any sense to me. I did what I supposed was supposed to. I got married when I was 19. I was I went to eight years of Catholic school, oh, wow. raised by an alcoholic, angry father. You know, wow. so like, <sighs> like that that alcoholic child, Catholic based shame. You know, all that. So it was like masturbating was like fucking ah. Let, yeah. let alone like all these thoughts that are going on in my head right. and all that. And so um, my first marriage, I remember telling my dad before I got married, I said, I'm not happy. He goes, they're not supposed to be happy. Just do the right thing. Like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, that comes later. Like, you know, stop it. Yeah. And, um, oh my God. And, uh, so were your parents married for a long time? No. Uh, my parents, they were married like, uh, 12, 13 years, something like that. But my dad's alcoholism is kind of what did that end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, um, they were, way divorced by the time he was telling me the story about this, you know. And, the and happiness comes later right. after you get divorced. Oh, right, 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 yeah, You I have know. to wait to go through the divorce and right. then you'll be happy. Right, I know, I know. It's so silly. And um, we weren't even two years married and I was 21 years old and my youngest sister, I'm the oldest of four, my youngest sister at age 13 got run over and killed by a drunk driver. Oh my gosh. Oh. And my wife, um, had had her brother drown out of Chetfield at um, at the same at age thirteen too. Oh my god! When she was like fifteen, and oh wow. she had never dealt with that, so she had an affair and left like within a month of oh my sister wow. dying. She what? was a, she was the only one who outside my family who I thought understood what I was going through. But I realized later she had never dealt with her grief, so she ran away from it. So like this whole idea about live for the future went out the window, and then. I've been clean and sober for 31 years. So for well, six, congratulations. thank you. Congratulations. So six years, for six years after my sister died, I just nosedived, you know, just oh. trying to deal with the grief and all that. But through all that, it was like, I was still trying to find my sexuality, do that. Now, before I got sober, I didn't do it in the most healthy way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, and then even after I got sober, it was still like, this doesn't work. Like I have these thoughts. I have this. I have this idea about connection being through acceptance instead of attachment. Instead of having rules, just accept somebody for exactly who they are. Right. Accept yourself. Accept others for exactly who you are. Don't put all these rules and conditions and how this attachment has to Thank be. Thank you. Up until I was in in my mid thirties, every single person I ever talked to, to a person, said you're wrong, you just haven't met the right person, you have intimacy issues, you just, like, it, like I was just told I was wrong. It was always uh, something, and, huh? and, it and, wasn't, you're right. The idea that, like, the lifestyle swinging was something that happened in the 70s was long gone, like, it didn't exist, like, and so finally somebody that I had been talking to, she was like, I can't stand to watch you in this much pain anymore, and so she took me to a lifestyle party for a New Year's Eve party, um in 97 and um for 96 97 and um it was like i found my people wow i hear so many people say that i found my people yes well yeah well you go your whole life having everybody say what you're talking about is crazy and wrong and deranged and you just haven't grown up and you know all these things and then all of a sudden you're in a room full of people that every single person you talk to is like yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. that makes sense so yeah, it did have that feeling. Oh, so man. now flash forward, it's 2013. You moved yeah. back to Colorado. I moved back to Colorado. How did you introduce the lifestyle to her? Uh, throwing her in the deep end very quickly. Uh, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> and strangely enough, too, I had decided before leaving my um, ex-husband that I would not be in a relationship with a male who didn't know his own sexuality. And I really kind of wrote off that it would ever even happen because I thought men don't openly share their interests with other people. 
right. they put up a wall. They put up a wall, right? Because they're taught to lie really young because because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what they're going through in their puberty or whatever of you know multi getting turned on by all these women, it's it's like beaten out of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also knew I just wouldn't I just wouldn't do it. And it was interesting the first time we got back together, um, I was telling him a story about how. Um, should I tell that story? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my ex, he had gone on away for a weekend, and he butt dialed me right before he was seeing a hooker. Stop. So. Oh, wow. ma- ma- male or female hooker? Female. Okay. And so <laughs> normally I would just, I, 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 you know, he said, hey, he called me, and he said, hey, I'm, I'm going to dinner, and I'm going to be out of cell phone range, so I'm calling you to say, you know, can't talk the rest of the night and then he turns around and bud dials me and for some reason i normally would hang up but Uh for this reason something just told me no just try to get his attention so i'm like waiting for him to order dinner Uh and he doesn't order dinner something else starts to happen completely and so then i'm sucked into this oh yeah right and so then i stay on the phone and listen for 15 20 minutes long enough to hear What's going on? Oh, no so way. So did, did you hear him talk to her? Did he yeah. open up to her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which he had never done with you? No. Well. No. 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 Oh, wow. No. I got Boy Scout. Because I got the Boy what? Scout. Because yeah, that's the right was, thing to do. Right. Yeah. You got to right. do the right thing. He was like, I'm not like other guys. I'm not like this. I'm not. And it was really clear in the way he interacted that, like, he was experienced at it, too. So I yeah. was just going to ask. Oh. Like, yeah, this like, wasn't this his first was, time. No. This wasn't it. No. Oh, no, my no. God. This was going on. And then all of a sudden, all these pieces of our whole relationship kind of fell into no place. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, my wow. gosh. I, yeah. So sorry to hear and that. Oh no, wow. it was okay. Yeah. It was well, liberating. You know, yeah. It little was totally had he liberating. Known if he had just had a conversation with you, yeah. you guys could have both been on the same page. Right. And had your cake and eat it too. <laughs> right. Because what happened to me after that, not only did I um I was upset, of course, because he wasn't open with, with me. You. you were hurt. Yeah. Right, right. But I also was turned on like crazy. And I you know, he was gone for that whole weekend. And shut off his phone and things like that. But I was so turned on. I played with myself, I don't know, 60, 60 times or something over the weekend. Oh, I was wow. just constantly getting myself off because it turned me on so much to hear him with another woman. Oh. Huh. And then I can, conf- you know, we tried to work it out. Did and you it didn't. know that that would happen? No. God, you no. You had no idea this that, is that what would turn you on. opened me up to my own, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, all my fantasies are about my partner with another woman. Oh. So um, that was a huge turn on to me, but I had always like, I had always suppressed it. Suppressed it because I didn't think it was okay. Right. So I had suppressed that part of me. And so, I'm sorry, I'm rambling a little bit here. But um, the thing was, is when she was telling me the story, it was only, it was like eight months after it happened. So there oh, was still so some fresh. emotion. There was still some emotion to it. Uh-huh. And I remember when she told me the story, she was telling it to me. And, of course, I had some. I'm really sorry to hear that. But I, the, one of the biggest things I said first, and I was like th- sitting there thinking, this is the first time we've got together after all these years. She's right. telling me the story about her husband. It's clearly raw, emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember thinking, she might slap you when you say this. And I said, well. I said, I feel like as a male, being sexually exclusive is abhorrently unnatural to the very makeup of who we are. The, the very DNA of how we're made up as males is not sexually exclusive. And, and to get out like, there and spread your yes. seed. Yeah, I thought she might slap you think, me. No, I was do like, oh, my God. Do you think oh that's unique to just males? No, I don't. Okay, so as a species, you believe. It, well, yeah, well, so here's the thing. I'm super sensitive to not saying what it's like to be female. Because okay. I'm not. Right. I don't think history shows that monogamy is the way humans are. Otherwise, right. you wouldn't have to make all these rules about it. Right. You know and what I mean? And it's not. Thank right. you. And right. for some people, it is. But for the wrong reasons. Like, well, there's such a notion that jealousy and possessiveness in a relationship are needed. Like. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Or the fact that you're like, well, I couldn't do that because I would get jealous. It's like. Well, that's an insecurity. So you're not going to do something 
because of an insecurity. Like that's making a fear-based decision about something. And it's like letting that be the end of the story. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. It's like, how can you grow? That's like saying, it's like, I want to work out and get stronger, but you know, it's going to sweat and hurt. So I'll just sit on the couch. Like <laughs> it, do- it doesn't make any sense <laughs> right. to me to make that be the decision maker, you know, about that. So oh, when wow. you had found out about the prostitute, were you still, were you already separated? Were you no, no, we no. were together. You were together We were point. together. Okay. And this it led me down the path of really understanding my own sexuality. And then I, I did try to work it out with my husband, but it, it wasn't working. And so I, I became clear, like, I, I, I'm not going to live another day of my life without being true to who I am. And if I'm never in a relationship again, that's all fine. And I won't be in a relationship with a man that doesn't understand his own sexuality. So actually when he said that, I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) Right. Uh, right? (laughs) And it instantly made me trust him and feel safe with him because I didn't feel like he would ever like try to try to take care of my feelings by not being true to who he was. Right. Right. So. So, and I truly believe if you don't love yourself fully, you can't love anybody else. Like well, no, it, it, as a matter of fact, it's even along a scale. It's like to the to the degree that you love and accept yourself is the degree that you can love and accept somebody else or even receive exactly. that from somebody. If you don't love yourself, you can't receive it from anybody because you don't believe it's true. So right. like, so you can't give it or receive it. or it, it, it's, it's along a spectrum. You cannot accept or convey more love than you have for yourself so then your marriage ended now prior to that had you ever explored non-monogamy no never okay. no didn't know about the lifestyle knew nothing of it did you, um i'm sorry did you and your husband experience like any kink stuff together no. or anything no it no. was just all pure vanilla for your whole entire after that event yes um we did start to play a little uh on the kink side okay okay, okay. um it, yeah very light touches with that but yeah that was a very short period because the time that happened to when i left was probably eight or nine months mm-hmm. okay. oh man wow what your husband didn't get to find out wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow my so gosh so you dove in head first did you start throwing parties here in colorado well right away, actually or? that was her idea but i i had been a, a part still a lot of friends in, in San Diego and I was a part of throwing parties that we did every two weeks. The first introduction to it was taking her to San Diego and throwing her into a party. Oh, wow. And, and there was a little bit of, for me, it's like I've been doing it for so long and it's like, hey, I introduced her. She seemed comfortable to people and stuff like that. But it, it was like, there was a little bit of me not being aware of like, hey, wait, this is her first time. Like, this is the first thing. And so how far into you guys date, reconnecting again with this or dating again? Uh, a month. A month. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. So it was very yes. quick. Right out yeah. of the gate. Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah. you were so open with each other. Yeah. And it, honesty, yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Killer communication. Well, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm really big. Like, I've done, it's been a long journey. And I even after I found the lifestyle, I had this thing where I still didn't really accept it in myself. And so I played this game that I see played so often where it's like, hey, I just want you to know about this side of me, about this thing. And and of course, if they weren't open to it, it's like I wouldn't even engage. But if they were, like, if they'd be like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I see what you're saying about being open and honest. Because to me, it's like being able to share, being able to share with her who turns me on, that's an act of intimacy to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's sharing what's real. Right. Right. So it's like, so if I talked about that and they'd be open to it, then I'd say, okay, well, no rush. We don't have to do it too fast. What, let's get to know each other. Let's build the relationships. Let's do this. And then when the time came to like start to open up to that, it'd be like I'd run into walls because it'd be like, oh, well, it was okay, but now I'm in love with you and it freaks me out and it does this and it does that. So, and I feel I manifested that because I didn't actually accept it myself. So I was looking for someone to accept what I was trying to explore. And so when I got to the point, I had a big psychic shift happen in psychic change happen in 2003. Same kind of thing of like, I don't care if I spend the rest of my life alone masturbating. I'm not going to not be me. Right. What was it? Were you coming out of a, re- a relationship? Yeah, with it? yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, um, in some ways 
a very um, relationship that had a lot of um, uh, companionship and friendship, unlike I'd had. But it, it sexually, it was it's it wasn't honest. It wasn't open about who I was. It was trying to compartmentalize it still. Oh man! And it just like I I went through a period of like five months where I couldn't sleep at all oh wow i got just serious insomnia for like five months and it was like i had to look at it like stressed about this relationship well it, it, i didn't really get it at the time mm -hmm. all i knew is i couldn't sleep which is not being able to sleep is horrible yeah, yeah. you're tired right. all the time right you want to okay. fall asleep at, in the afternoon when you're working but then soon as like 10 11 o'clock at night boom wide awake right you know and and so just looked at it so yeah i had to get out of that relationship i'm still friends with her um but i had to get out of that relationship because it just wasn't honest even with this coming the ways in the lifestyle and things i still didn't really accept who i was and i still was a people pleaser i still tried to modify my behavior to try to make it fit and do things and i just had a place where it's like i'm gonna be who i am right okay. and so it's like since then it's like this is who i am it's like, oh, okay, that sounds great. It's like, well, there's a party this weekend. What do you think? Let's go check it out. Like, like <laughs> you know, it's like, let's find out. Right. Is that when you started throwing parties or is that when you got into the lifestyle? Well, so um, actually um, right after that relationship is when I moved to San Diego. Okay. And got connected with people in the lifestyle and really built a really strong lifestyle relationship with a bunch of people there. It's a community. Like yeah, We say it, it is. all the well, time. Well, in all the years that I've been doing this, if I had to, I've had some I could tell you kinky stories on top of kinky stories, all sorts of fun things. But if I had to, if I had to single down to the single concept that's been the greatest thing about the lifestyle to me, it's been the friendships. Oh, 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Because everybody's yep. open and honest. Open and Way open. more. Honest. So. And even the people that you're not intimate with. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, you become very, very close friends with them. Yeah. And just it, because you're like-minded and you can be yourself in front of them and you don't have to hide any part of who you are. Well, right. and, and being sexual is not, sex is just a form of communication. So you can be very right. intimate whether it's sexual or not. Right. And, and so, yeah, it just, it creates a different, I mean, it's like when I catch myself in vanilla situations, I'm like, oh, wait, you can't say that. You can't like yeah. you have to back, like you have huh? to hold back, and that oh. I find that super uncomfortable. Oh, it's honestly. so hard. Thank you, yeah. Mike. Upped up on that one. Yeah, <laughs> serious. It's so yeah. it's so difficult, yeah. you know. Yeah. So he threw you, Bev, right into the deep end. You show up at this party, and how did? What was your first reaction? I was excited to go, uh -huh. and oh, um, yeah. it it was um, it was a fun experience. I'm naturally kind of shy. Okay, but um there were some friends that are close friends of ours that had gone with us and so i felt comfortable hanging with them um it was real turn on to watch him um with because i think he was had like five women all over him at once like one sitting on his face and one sitting on his cock and oh, he's oh, wow. <laughs> fingering two at the same time you know oh, and, wow. and somebody playing with his feet so and you I'm went like, all in <laughs> Yeah, he and, and I and I was watching. I I wasn't engaged, mm -hmm. but I I mean I was g engaged in the sense that I I was really, um I was really watching, but I I wasn't playing myself. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was cool. It it had some. I mean, it was a little uncomfortable, and there were some mm -hmm. things for me to walk through. But right. you know. I I still remember time. it very well. Like I was nervous about what do I wear and how right. do I you know, how do I yeah. do this yeah. and um and, and then we you were get there and you realize you can wear anything you want or nothing at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's gonna accept you. Yeah, it's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that's that's a big awareness. Like I remember the first party I went to. Everything about it. Everything goes down. So like our Ravens Nest parties have always been super sensitive to that. Because there's a whole bunch of people that that's their first time. And it's right. like, they're going to remember everything about this. Mm -hmm. So it's really big to us to, like, create a Safe safety. Space. The environment. And that's important. Oh, I love it. Because yeah. I think a lot of people freak out because they think, oh, if I go to one of these parties or, or you know just the act of me showing up means i have to participate yeah right yeah. oh yeah or and you're getting thrown in the deep end right yeah. you know or i'm gonna feel uncomfortable or out of place and yeah. that's not the case i try yeah. to explain to newbies all the time that 
this is still your choice you, and more so in this environment than totally. any other place. Yeah, it's, it's safer in a bar you could walk down the street to. Like, right. Thank you. And we're really big on that. Um, and so we give a tour to people if it's our first time we talk to them about it and, and be like, if you ever feel unsafe, you let us know. First of all, you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are going to help you. And it's like, and it's like there's, right. there's two rules. It's like do what you want and don't do what you don't want. It's just that simple, you know, and and um, so we're really big because you remember that so much. Mm -hmm. And and I want to make a distinction about something because an awareness I had was like I had thrown her in just thought, well, she's met our friends. It's just like we're going to a party and just like some social party. And to me, it was so old hat. It's like, oh, yeah. oh wait, this is brand new for her. Like right. th this is like brand new stuff. And and. The distinction I want to make, because like one thing you're bringing up is, is, well, let me give you a story. I used to go to a meet and greet in San Diego that was at a vanilla bar, but we like all met in the back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there was like this local hangout bar and like on Fridays oh, we'd be in the back. And I rode my motorcycle there and I was leaving one night and I was, it was like raining. So I was putting on my leathers and, you know, getting packed up and there was one, another guy in a motorcycle leaving and another guy in a motorcycle pulled up and they knew each other and they were part of the regular crowd. And they said, how's the night been in there? He goes, oh, it's, it's pretty good. You know, the swingers were there, but it was okay. And I'm just like, yeah. kind of like, you know, you know, kind of like ducking my head. Like, do I say anything? I'm just going to get ready. And then all of a sudden one of them goes, wait a minute, aren't you with them? And I'm like, oh, fuck, here yeah, we go. I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, I am. So then they ask the questions. And here's here's where the questions went around it to oh, just God. to just bring to the point you had is in their mind, the only distinction was you either try to do the monogamy, committed relationship, dating, the 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 uh, the relationship escalator, you know, it's mm -hmm. like follow that, or you have no discretion whatsoever. Right. Like you know what I mean? It's There's just, no in between. Yeah, it's just like I well, I don't know if I want to just you know fuck everybody. It's like well, why would you not have that choice? Right. But you Thank know. You. Exactly. And, and so you can say no. Right, right. It's like, <laughs> it's okay. it's like there's not just there's not just these two. It's not just things. indiscriminate. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so I had a, a discussion with them about that. But the distinction I want to make right now is between caring and being sensitive and open to what's going on for someone that you're close with, versus modifying your behavior so that they won't feel it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that's the thing that I watch happen over and over again is this sense of like, oh, well, they're uncomfortable, so I won't do that until they are. I won't, you know, it's like they don't want me, like they get jealous, so I won't do anything until we can make it okay. But the problem is you start modifying your behavior. First, it's not being true to yourself. Right. And two, um, it doesn't get easier over time. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't walk through it, Right. It's like the next time, and if their if their insecurity flares up, and then you modify your behavior, it that's the pattern that gets set with that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like for me to do what I do at parties or date who I date or go through I do. It's like I'm really big on like if 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 there's insecurities that are coming up about it, it's like I'm not going to modify my behavior to try to help with that. But that doesn't mean because then I get people that are saying, well, then you're just like, fuck you, deal with it. It's like and I'm like, no, I still care and I'll still listen. And I still like the feelings that come up. And it's like I started being aware of like, oh, right. This is new to her. This is big. Right. It's like so I should be aware of that. And let's talk about it before. Let's create you would in a kink environment. You talk about rules, safety, like oh, and yeah. I want to be careful about. I have a thing about no rules, no rules, no rules. That doesn't mean that you don't have communication. doesn't right. mean that you don't have caring. doesn't mean that it's, it's not sensitive to being aware of what's going on. So And loving and supportive. Right, right. Mm -hmm. right. And so it, it's like it was, a, it was so old hat to me. It was like, oh, wait, this is new, so I've got to be aware. doesn't mean that I'm going to start doing different things. Right. It just means that how I show up, how I communicate, how I work through that. So I'm just more aware and more open to. Mm. And I love one of the key things that we always talk about on this show is that each individual relationship can be unique. 
And a lot of times we'll, we'll suggest to newbies, hey, if you guys aren't in a good place, this isn't, this isn't something to come fix your relationship. That's oh, right. Yeah. Like oh, you yeah. should have a good foundation. What you guys determine that foundation is, is totally up to you. Right. It could be a month in, you're ready to go full storm and we're getting on a plane and we're going to this party. Or it could take, you know, a year or two for you guys to get on the same page. Or 20, right. we've heard. Yeah. Right. And, you know? and that's that's true. I mean, sometimes there's quite a few people that we've met in the lifestyle that really didn't feel like they had the time when it was just them and they were raising kids. And now right. the kids are out of the house and they're exploring this and they're like, let's, let's do go. this. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even know we were into it. And so I love how you can go at your own pace no matter what the situation is and that the key is communication. Yeah. Well, they, the key, too, I think the underneath key is that each individual is also being true to their self. Right. That's right. Like, for me, it's like I can't be in a 20-year relationship and be monogamous till it's okay. Like, that's not who I am. It's not right. true. It's not real. Right. So, it's like that whole thing with me with fierce love is it's not about sexual choices or anything. It's like there's a certain percentage of population that is asexual. Right. It it's right. like it's not about what your choices are. It's just about being true to who you are. So what uh -huh. is fierce love? Fierce love fierce love is um a term I came up with and it so it started when I first started writing about this, because this is my biggest passion in the whole world. When I first started writing about it, the thing I had in fact I still have this website um, registered, I started calling it monogamy disorder and started going down this hack how monogamy is a disorder, how blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> Not exactly a productive way of communicating, right? right? So then I went to a thing of, I started doing a thing that I called radical intimacy. It was that, but it was really focused on relationships and all that. And fierce love is just something that we did. We had once a month groups uh, that we explored different topics of this for about three years up until COVID hit. Okay. Um, we tried to do some uh, virtually. Like a therapy type thing? Yeah, no, it was it was more, um, we would get together, um, we would start with a meditation, and then I would introduce the topic, and then we would open it up to the group for some discussion, and then we would count off and break into small groups of three or four and have each person in that group share, do what's called a monologue, where they would just talk for five minutes about whatever came up with them around that topic, and each person would take turns okay. for that. Oh, then we'd come really back together in the big group and talk about what came up oh, in wow. that. And oh, I love it. That it gives everybody, you know, a chance to voice their opinion, yeah, you know, yeah. and drop all the, you know, walls and yeah. masks and, and everything. And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and be open about that. Right, and the whole concept of it is it's got to be to like what you were talking about. It's got to be a personal relationship. Like, it's not something you can just focus on relationship with another person or people. You've got to be aware of your. We have a relationship with ourselves, mm -hmm. and and like you said, the the loving the nature of the relationship we have with ourselves is what it what ripples out into every relationship we have. And so it was focused on that, but then it's also in the realm of intimate connections with people, whatever that is. It's like, I guess the best way I can put it is I'm offering the possibility that the map we've been given of how to do that from a process standpoint doesn't work. Whatever content anybody chooses is, of course, valid. But the idea that it's like how you get intimacy is you sacrifice who you are for the good of the relationship and then you'll end up in this magic nirvana of intimacy somehow <laughs> you know what i mean through the right attachment and the right compromise and the right sacrifice it's like when you compromise who you are all you get is compromised who you are mm. like right. it's like so it comes from more of being true to who you are if you're lovingly committed to your true self then it creates an avenue where you have a sense of commitment to somebody else's true self. So so to love somebody to me, and, and we use the term fierce love, but to love somebody to me means that I accept you exactly the way you are right now, this moment, and what I care about is whatever is in your best path, your passions, your desires, your growth, regardless of how it affects me. Mm -hmm. Like right. it's based on 
accepting you and being supportive to whatever your path is, whatever your expansion is, and not being in relation. Well, what does that mean about me? Wait, I, it's, it's like, and so to create that. And so topics we'd have is things like the whole distinction between acceptance and attachment. And and the I I like the the more attachment you have, the less acceptance, the less closeness you have. Not that we don't have attachments; we're human that happen. It just attachment gets pushed as the right holy grail for how we connect. And I would offer it's actually acceptance, right? And self acceptance and the acceptance of others, which naturally flows. If you completely not that any of us reach this place, but if you completely love and accept yourselves, you can't have judgment towards someone else. It's always a projection. Mm-hmm. And so that the fact of like um, a big one for me too is like no rules. Because if I'm putting a rule on you saying I need you not to do this because I'm insecure and do that, then I need you not to be you so that I'm not afraid. Like, so it's like, it's like, like for instance, monogamy, it's like if you want to be monogamous, great. Right. That's awesome. But the second you say, I need you to be monogamous so that I can be close to you, now now you're putting an attachment. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you're putting a rule. So we, we I've, I've got a list of things, of, of like topics that are those kinds of things, of just trying to challenge the idea of how we've, the map we've been given of how intimacy looks. And, and you're writing a book. Yes, yep. I was just going to add. And yep. that's what, yeah, that's how you're putting everything in your book. Is yep, exactly. Okay, okay. Exactly. I love, trying I'll, to I'll commu- buy it. Trying to commute. Thank you. <laughs> Try, yeah, really focused on, because it's like working with the groups and stuff, um, what it, we ran into a lot of, it was some really great stuff, great conversations and stuff. But what I keep running into is there's a sense that, like, like, let me use the metaphor of saying that that the, what we've been told is a way to have relationships is like an internal combustion motor, right? Okay. It's like that's that. And what I'm talking about is like a complete reworking. I'm talking about an electric car. Not right. There's no pistons. There's no gas. There's nothing exploding. And it's like so you got to like get rid of that, start with a new foundation, build from that. And what I found is as we did these talks is most people like we're trying to modify their internal combustion motor to, and it's just like, no, it's a completely different foundation. Right. Oh, wow. You know, it's a completely Mm -hmm. different acceptance-based, unconditionally acceptance-growing, loving thing. Mm -hmm. It's an expansive experience, not a narrowing one. It's not like this whole idea that there's me and you and there's a separate entity called a relationship that we've got to beast play service to it, no there's just two people right and so the real motivation for the book and i've done i that as you can tell i'm super passionate about this mm-hmm. and it. and <laughs> i've written so much stuff and i'm just trying to put it together in a book to try to create the whole concept Is so the title fierce love yeah okay have you have you written anything else about like the lifestyle um, or is this going to be your first book into it? Well, yeah, I've written, I, I wrote a, I wrote a book called life now that was more the, the ultimate self-help book. I needed to write it. Cause then I read it and went, okay, this really helps me. Right. Cause self-help books are just help books. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, um, so no, I've done tons of writing and there's, uh, you know, but this is the first time I'm really focused on like, I'm going to put together a book to, to put out there and. Wonderful. Try to try to really get that communication. And yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Good stuff. So Bev, uh, now you flashed forward. You came to Denver. Was it your idea to start throwing parties here? Yep. It was. Okay. I, ha- I woke up one morning. I had a dream, and I woke up and I told Michael. I said, "I just had a dream. We were throwing sex parties in our basement," and he said, "Awesome." Yeah. <laughs> I said, what else are you going to say? I, 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 well, I said. And I then said, a month later, we threw our first Raven's Nest party. I mean, I literally that week started ordering beds and. Oh, it's so much work. Getting everything right? set oh, up. man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we've I been mean, to quite sheets, a few. The towels, the, like, it takes you a whole entire day to set up for one of those parties. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. We're going from all day early Saturday through Sunday night when we have a party on yeah, Saturday so. night. Yeah. Yeah. It's well worth it though. But yeah, it's uh yeah, we I had all the stuff ordered and delivered and well, that I learned something about Bev with that <laughs> that I found out since then. This was fairly early in our relationship, right? Yes. Okay. And and um I mean uh we had bought the house. It was right after we bought the house. 
she she said, you know, I had a dream about the parties. And I'm like, well, I know how to throw those. I've done that, <laughs> right? Okay. Now, my way of doing things, and this is why we make a, we make a really good team, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, I could see. Um, yeah. And and so what I didn't get, like when she says, I think we should throw parties, I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So I thought we would probably spend a few months like planning it, thinking how we're going to do it, how we do that. Two days later, she calls me from Ikea. I've ordered all the furniture for downstairs. It's getting delivered on Friday. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we better do it because that's a lot of money. So we got to like <laughs> jump in and like all make it right. happen. So, yeah, there's several things that like when we go to do something, it's like when the idea happens, Bev just like, okay, on it. Right. I just uh-huh. throws it. And, oh. then, first. and then my way is like, okay, now. God, we got to be all technical. Now we got yeah, to work it <laughs> out. Uh, now yeah. It's like we got to market this. We got to get a cat. We got like so then it but it forces me to not over plan it. It's just like it's more on the fly. And. So do like, you do themes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you got to figure out a theme, theme as well as the setup. Yeah. Yeah. At first I thought, why the themes? Why do we need the themes? I don't want to do the themes. They're so hard to come up with and seem a little silly. But then I quickly realized how important they are. Oh, Because it yes. gives people, you know, just a fun thing to focus on and how they can dress and how they, right. c- you know, it just, it, it makes it so much more. It takes that edge off. Yeah, oh, you it know? does. It's my does. favorite thing. It does. Well, I, oh, I know. It my is. wife. I, I love to, do, you know, put on the costumes or right. the wigs or what am I going to be this week and what's the theme and what's the, like, what right. am I, and I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's it makes like it fun. Halloween, you know, every weekend for us. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So then I, I, uh, I got over my initial, like, rejection of the themes and embraced them. Oh, and they, awesome. then they became a thing for me to think about. Right. And, oh, you yeah. know, and I'd ask people at parties, like, what do you think about themes? What do you, you know, and I try to just take input in from people and, but that's a fun part of it. Oh, that is so There's a little bit of a balance because there's some people that they get really into the themes, really do that. It's definitely important. On the flip side, you don't want people not to come. Right. Because mm-hmm. of a theme or feeling pressure, especially new people. So right. we try to walk that balance. Like yeah, you don't it's always an optional thing. Well, right. and this is the thing. If we don't like the theme, we just wear what we're going to wear that right. day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's always yeah. I'm like, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't plan for that or I don't yeah. have anything don't have that anything. goes bad. Uh-huh. And yeah. it might be a last minute thing. And I'm like, oh, we're still going to go. And we're still. And yeah. sometimes we're like, oh, it's a black and white party. Oh, well, we're wearing red. Oh. <laughs> right. I love it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like is. sometimes we just com- uh, purposely go off theme. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It, yeah. it makes it fun. It, and like you said, it's something to look forward to. And I love planning. We always match. So our outfits. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So then you had a huge setback. Well, not setback, but you had to take a big break from it with COVID. Yeah. Well, hold on. You guys were so you were throwing parties though for five years. Five years. Yeah. Like consistently every month. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. They were great. They were absolutely great. We always had a group that was consistent that would always show up. We always had new people come. And then people that were more intermittent. It was kind of a third, a third, a third. So we had yeah. people that were really super regular. Yeah. And then we we always had like a third that was like brand new. Yeah. For so many people, first time ever experience. For a lifestyle party. Yeah. But, but or, or in it like experience probably, huh? Yeah. Oh, I love and, uh, it. But people, cool. definitely people that were new to us. A lot of people that were just new to anything. And then we had a group of people that they would show up maybe three times a year or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a mix of that oh, all the yeah. time. And the way you guys talking about, you know, setting up the environment. Oh, God, I'm sure they're the yeah. first time newbies are like, oh, is this how it always is? Oh, I'm coming back. Or yeah. I love it. Or, you well, know. I really tried to think through every detail about how, what an environment I would want to make it safe for me to get naked, Mm -hmm. play or not, you know, right? So spaces where it's just like any other. That's right. Get together, right? Uh Right. So I really tried to think through the different spaces and. Uh, she's really she's really good at that even with the with our house like when we remodeled our house i'm the one that can take care of like 
the electrical and the plumbing and the structure and the Man beams stuff. and all the things. And she's the one that like has the sense of style and taste and like, you know, the decoration mm. and just like <laughs> pulls it all. Yeah. The energy. Yeah. She's a master at it. Oh God. So okay. both awesome. in that and in creating the parties. Oh, I love it. And our parties too. We have upstairs. I mean, we have a couple play places, but upstairs is a lot of just like socializing, hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just hang out downstairs too, but it just creates a super safe place to um, kind of come just hang out at first if you want. I mean, the house is 3,600 square feet, but it's not like the ranch or huge where... It's intimate. It's Mm -hmm. intimate. It's like a big open kitchen, living room. Everybody at first just hangs out up there. And so there's not anybody like off in the corner in fact if i see somebody off in the corner i make a point of like introducing them doing something so oh, it's like don't ever want a single person coming to one of our parties that they like didn't talk to somebody didn't right. and i've had that happen uh, in big clubs i've had that happen right right where uh, you spent the whole night and you didn't talk to anybody there's a shit ton of that at the ranch right yeah. you know there and is. yeah i see that quite a bit right every, you know almost every night that we go yeah. And right. Well, so it can be intimidating there. There's a lot of people. and Right. And, and a lot of them know each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And especially post-COVID or even during COVID, you know, when the restrictions were, were lifted, um, there was not very many places for people to go. So there, there was a big influx of new people. And I right. don't know that they all necessarily knew what they were coming to or understood a lot of, uh, you know, a lot about it. And so right. they get – they clam up a little bit. And it's right. like – you know, with that many people, it can be intimidating. And then yeah. maybe showing up on a theme night, not realizing there's a theme, and right. you know, right, you're completely or off. Just <laughs> naturally yeah. introverted. Like I'm, I'm a natural introvert. So, mm-hmm. um, Michael's great at you know making sure everybody's included and making sure people are connecting. You know, but I'm pretty shy, so I don't, right. I don't do that part of it really well. But okay, um, uh, okay. I'll be real honest. It, it's actually I'm, I'm more comfortable hosting a party than I am going to a party because oh, I know really? what my role is. It's like, I know how to show up. I know cause I'm, I'm a bit naturally introverted too, although that's shifted over time, but it's like, and I bartend when I was in college learning IT stuff, I bartended and it's like, no one wants an introverted bartender. Right. right. So, Fuck. so, <laughs> so it was like, I would go on stage and be like, okay, I know my role. Uh-huh speak first make people feel welcome how to do that so it's like between the parties in san diego doing that it's like i was the guy at the door i was a thing and and hosting the parties we do it's like i know what to do i know how to act i i'm here to make people feel welcome and doing that but like in between i went from being super active in san diego i came to denver and bev and i connected and it was like we went to parties and it's like i didn't know a soul I i don't know how to act i was like found myself being a wallflower like i was like I don't, I don't know how to act. Right. Now, now uh, were the scenes different, like in San Diego and from here? No, you know? it wasn't. I mean, there are some amazing things that are different between Colorado and San Diego that are kind of like, even though there's some similarities, there's some, there's some fundamental different cultures mm-hmm. right. between mm-hmm. Southern California and Colorado or Denver, you know, and it was true in the lifestyle too. But it wasn't that. It was that I was used to being the guy everyone knew. I was used oh, to being connected. Wow. It was like, oh, no one knows me here. It was a big shift. Like, I had had my thing on Cassidy for a long time, but I never used my Cassidy profile because I just knew everyone in San Diego. Right. Oh, wow. So we came here, and when we first would connect with people, and they're like, oh, what's your screen name? And, you know, most people are like, in it for fun or too fun for, like, it, it's always some kind of thing. And it's ours is Raven. Ah. And it was like, it was every single time it was the same thing. It's like, what's your screen name? And you'd go, Raven. And they'd wait for more. They'd go, what? Raven. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, and so every time. And then after we threw the parties, it was like, what's your screen name? And it'd be like, Raven. Oh, you're Raven. You know, because oh, I'd seen the party. Awesome. So, yeah, throwing the parties was just a way, honestly, for me, definitely to just be like, okay, now I'm more comfortable in Denver because I'm doing a role I know how to do. Right. Okay. So your parties are not open to the public and you can but you can find them on Cassidy. 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 Yeah. And and so now you guys are finally getting ready after 17 months to have your first one oh, next yeah. month. Yeah. O- August yeah, 28th. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the theme? Well, okay. 
it's social intimacy and oh. it's playing off of social distancing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh. It's his yeah. idea. Oh, well, that's a good, t- that's well a great theme. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't give you like something to wear necessarily, uh-huh. but it's, Sexy it's pandemic playing gear, off the I think that's what I wrote in the invite. Uh-huh. Wear your sexiest pandemic. This yeah. is where those net face masks will really come handy. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Watch out. Yeah. Well, the, the theme came because, you know, right away we had people saying, when are you going to throw a party? When are you going to throw oh, a party? Oh, sure, right? Okay, we're not down in Scarlet Ranch area where you can get away with it. We're living in a neighborhood. The idea of social distancing cannot exist. We can't even pretend. Our house, when you're upstairs and people are all coming in, it's like that's the whole point. It's like You're close intimate. together. Yes. Right. You're close together. And so I said, we can't have a party until the theme social intimacy. Like, it just like we can't even pretend. Right. You Until know? it's safe too. Because right. it is right. you know, right. this is very intimate. It's not right. like we're <laughs> we're right. going there to so right. and we need to be respectful of our neighbors right. of not having a whole bunch of people, you know, in mm-hmm. the in the in neighborhood. The neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, even even no, we, we waited even for even a while. before like May or June of this year, if we'd have thrown a party with a hundred people showing up, oh god, they'd have flipped yeah, out. Right. 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 No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So but now things are changing. It's over. So August 28th. 28th. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. So here in Denver, check out Raven's Nest on Cassidy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, you guys, I can't thank you enough for coming to share your story. I love, like I said, how you guys did. You just paved your own way. That's you guys right. came back together after meeting on Facebook and said, this is what we're going to do and supported each other. And here you are all these years later yeah. Yeah. having fun with it. And yeah. I love it. So yeah. thank Thanks. you guys. We can't. I know. Oh, thanks so much enough. for having us. But yes, yeah, thank you yeah, so I much. I can't believe it's been an hour. Already. I know Ooh, it's hi. actually been over, oh, well over that. Oh really? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, right? Are we good, Drew? Fifty-seven. Okay, oh, okay. So I was a little off, but we're right there. We yeah. can't. Again, thank you enough for coming. Thank yeah, thanks for having so us so much, and we we can't wait to see one to attend oh, one of oh, your yeah, parties. Oh yeah, we're going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going. Well, <laughs> we're going. And I t- <laughs> you guys are on the VIP list. Oh, you better oh, stop it, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Seriously. Well, again, we appreciate you guys coming, sharing your story, being really honest and vulnerable and letting people understand that there's multiple ways that you can have a relationship and, mm-hmm. and that you can reconnect and really find the person that allows you to be you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And you let guys. us know when your where book comes out. We'll oh, definitely yeah. promote it on, okay. on yes. all of our websites, and you that can check it out. Thank you very much. We'll put much. a link for you Appreciate know on our that. monogamish page. So yep. we always try to support anybody that's, uh, I mean, and spreading love, fierce love. Come right. on, our right. our motto is love, love, right. love. Right. <laughs> right. So thank you guys for coming. Yeah. We appreciate Thanks. you. Cheers. Yep. And Cheers. here's here's Mike to many bit. more times <laughs> of, of getting to socialize and hear, you know, all the things that you're up to in the future. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Thank Thanks. you. All right, it's just you know where to find us. So Spotify, oh, yeah. iHeartRadio. Radio, you know. Subscribe. ITunes. This is our last episode of this season so we took a mini season break oh yeah hey and this is the last episode of our season so thank you guys for coming we'll be back um in september and we really appreciate you guys supporting us i know have a great day bye